Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour, the home of your Super Bowl champion podcast with Tyler and Doug. Tyler, how the heck are you? What did you think of the big game? The Chiefs are now officially a dynasty, three out of five, two in a row, first time since my New England Patriots have done that 20 years ago. What were your uh, what were your thoughts on the game real quick? Uh, very boring. And then it, it hit fourth quarter, which last year give you an example my wife and i we left in the fourth quarter to get the kids home to get to bed and same thing happened they the eagles came back against the chiefs and it was vice versa the chiefs came back against the 49ers mm-hmm. and it became a huge game so finished watching the game at home it was a great game and uh unlike the 49ers i knew the overtime rules and how they changed so see yeah. yeah, and now Kyle Shanahan's blaming his staff. If you have not seen that news, that doesn't surprise me. He is. Oh yeah, you know how you know how I feel about Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, he's definitely caught some flack. I, you know, on Twitter, there's been a lot of uh, pretty blatant evidence of uh, lots of Kansas City Chief holding as well that didn't get called. So, Forty Niners got a lot of calls like that. That's ridiculous. Forty Niners got a ton of calls, especially in the spotting. Yeah, it's yeah, it was um. It, it was bo- very boring game for the first, like you said, three quarters, just like the halftime performance with Usher. Very boring until little John and they did. Yeah. And then it started to perk up a little bit, but it was very mid as the kids would say for the Super Bowl. And I thought the ads were not memorable either. So just a, yeah, the first few hours I was kind of like, man, this kind of sucks. And I had to drive home afterwards um, from New Hampshire. So, but yeah, you know, overall, at least it ended exciting. Uh, I didn't want the chiefs to win, but you know what? Patrick Mahomes, don't bet against that guy. He's uh, pretty good. So this week, we are here to talk about the running back landscape in 2024. We're going to talk about some free agents. We're just going to throw around some thoughts on certain players, how things might move. We'll talk a little bit about this draft class and how that might impact the running back uh, landscape as well. I know a lot of people are like, well, there's no Bijan, there's no Jameer Gibbs, which is true. But guess what? There's a lot of really solid prospects in this draft. Um, so we'll talk about that as we go. Uh, the big news, obviously, was the the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. We've had all the head coaching vacancies are now full. Bill Belichick gets the year off. Maybe he go he goes and coaches a lacrosse team somewhere and like Dartmouth. Who knows? Um, but he's not in the he's not going to be a coach this year. It looks like at least a head coach. So maybe his year will be next year. There was rumors that if Andy Reid won the Super Bowl, he'd retire and Belichick would take over him. Schefter spread that one. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, it looks like Re- Andy Reid's coming back. Also, it looks like Travis Kelsey is coming back as well. Um, you know, finished the playoffs strong. I know he didn't have the best regular season up to his standards, but he looked good in the playoffs and good in the fourth quarter and overtime for the Chiefs because he was uh, not doing much in the beginning of the game. Um, Andy Reid heard about that right in his ear. Got an earful. Yeah, he he you know, he got a face full, a bunch of spit on his face. Yeah, so he, he got all the things. Andy Reid looks like my dad a little bit, and that looked like me. Being upset at my dad. I said I, did... I wanted hot pockets. Yeah, exactly. When I didn't get what I wanted for my birthday, except I would have never done that to my dad because 
I would he be punch you directly in the schnoz. Yes, right into the sun. Yep. <laughs> Boop. See you later. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any other um, any other news, but we were a couple weeks from the NFL Combine, so I'm very excited about that. And then free agency will be here next month before we know it. So this running back landscape, a lot of these dominoes are going to fall. And Tyler, I really want to start with, I think the biggest nugget for running backs this offseason is the free agents. There is a lot of them, and there are some very, very good free agents. So I'm just going to list off some players. And then we will talk about them. How's that sound? Good. So we're, we're going to start with Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants. He was franchise tagged last year. It looks like he could possibly be moving on from the Giants. You have players like Derrick Henry. You have the NFL rushing leader in 2022. Josh Jacobs is going to be available. Tony Pollard is available. Austin Eckler. You've, and then you've got like uh, DeAndre Swift. And then it kind of goes down from there. But you still have some solid players. You have Devin Singletary. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, Gus Edwards, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, try not to laugh. Um, uh, J.K. Dobbins coming off an injury is also a free agent. You have A.J. Dillon, one of my favorite free agents because I think he's not going to be super expensive, and I think if he goes to the right place, his fantasy stock can shoot up, and that is Antonio Gibson is one of my favorite free agents. I would like to see him land on the Patriots um, to pair with Ramondre Stevenson. That would be a – he would be a, like a – a juiced up James White, if you will, Antonio Gibson. I would love that. Um, so obviously there's a lot of moving parts here. You know, I don't think uh, any of these guys are going to be franchise tag, Tyler. We saw Jacobs and Barkley get the tag and Pollard last year get the tag. I don't think they're going to get it again because then that's a, you know, you get that extra bump when you get tagged the second time. So I don't well, think any of these Jacobs, guys are going to be tagged. Jacobs and Barkley weren't tagged. Oh, that's they true. Signed, they, they signed they a contract. Yes, that is true. So. That tag could be worrisome. Now, I don't think Saquon would play on the tag. Like, there will be another offseason of him being like, nope, not doing it. Because he's going to be 26. He needs to financially take care of himself. And I think Barkley knows that. Yeah, that rookie contract is good, but not, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, he made, I think it was like 11 mil, 10 mil. But, I mean, Barkley wants security. He and he And I think he's one of those running backs that can survive two, three, four more years. So I think for him, it's worth it. Tony Pollard, woof. I mean, the year he had, it, it was Not rough. Great. But yeah. I do think there is a a buying window for him, depending on landing spot. Say he goes back to Dallas, but they draft or they sign somebody. Uh, me, personally, I think Jerry Jones is going to go for a bell cow-ish back. He wants a Zeke-style runner again. Um, they could always get him back. That's that's true. But, um, yeah, this this... Free agent class is very good. Now, like, what if Josh Jacobs goes to Dallas? That's a dream landing spot. That's great. Or if Derrick he... Henry goes to Dallas. See, I want to bring a up... Jerry. That's a Jerry Jones move. Yes, but I want to bring up Delvin Cook. So Delvin Cook last year, we all thought he still had tread on the tires. We're like, hey, he still looks good. And I thought he did at Baltimore at the end of the year. But when with running backs that are elite, when the wheels fall off, they're off. Like, that's it. They're done. And Dalvin Cook, we all saw that. Like once the wheels fall off, it's it's over. Uh, it happened with Adrian Peterson, Michael Turner. Like they just vanish, they disappear out of thin air. So I worry about Derrick Henry with that. So I'm kind of staying clear with with him. But it'll be interesting to see mainly where Barkley and Jacobs go. And Pollard, uh, I think he wants to stay in Dallas, maybe. But 
if McCarthy wants that bell cow back, maybe Pollard goes to a different situation. Yeah, and Rico Dowdle is also a free agent who uh, who flashed a lot last year when he had the opportunity. Um, so maybe they let Pollard walk and they re-sign Dowdle on the cheap and then figure out running back through the draft or through uh, free agency. So it's going to be super interesting with uh, the, the names that are going to move. You know, it's I don't see Austin Eckler going back to the Chargers because I think there's a lot of like sour grapes there from last year. So see, I think I, he's... He, I think he he, I think he's going to move on. I think he I think stay. they're going. Here's what here's what Harbaugh's going to do. He's just going to draft Blake Corum in the third round, and he's going to be the new guy. We know this. I mean, Blake Corum, I really like, and he's one of like the three running backs I would actually think about drafting in this class. But oh, there's way more than three that I would draft, but we can see, talk about just, that soon. Uh, for everything I'm, I, Loki, have not watched much tape, if not at all. But everything I've known about this class, and I've I've listened and and have read is Blake Horm. I've actually watched Blake Horm because I thought he was coming out last year. I yep. I really like Blake Horm. I said that last year. I got a couple of tweets from last year saying Blake Horm is one of my favorite running backs. And then he didn't come out. So that, that sucks for me. But yeah, I still love him. I, I felt like he lost a little bit of juice after the injury. Maybe uh-huh. he gets that back um, another year removed. So hopefully he does. But yeah, other than him... I'm not a big fan of the FSU guy. I just think he's uh Well let's talk let's talk rookies in a little bit. I don't want to put the, I the mean, classic we'll, Tyler. I don't want to put the I was say we'll horse. get into that probably in like Yes, we will. I don't want to I don't want to get too uh yeah. I mean we'll talk about rookies today because that's an important piece to what we're talking about largely. So there's gonna be I, I would guess there's gonna be at least a third of the teams in the NFL that are gonna have new starting running backs next year. Possibly more because we haven't even talked about the possibility of some running backs that might get let go, like a Joe Mixon is a possibility that he might get cut for salary cap reasons, like we saw Dalvin Cook get cut get cut last year. Nick Chubb coming off another big, big injury. You know, I would like to think that Chubb would be back. Maybe they re- restructure his deal or something like that. He Half seems Chubb. like like Cleveland is uh pretty loyal to him. And he's a, and he's a great running back. Will he ever be the same? We don't know. But I'm not going to bet against Nick Chubb because no. the guy's a freak. So, but there's there's a lot of different players. Alvin Kamara, um, you know, he could get cut as well. A lot of running backs from that 2017 class, except for Christian McCaffrey. We know he's not going to get cut. Um, so he'll definitely be back with San Francisco. He's still amazing. But I could see, you know, there be an opening in Cincinnati. I could see there being uh, an opening for a Kendra Miller possibly. How about, how about we go through the teams? Let's sure. go since you know we're kind of going open forum. Uh, let's let's kind of just open go through forum all the teams. with Blake Corum. Let, let's let's start with the North and then make our way south. All right. Well, you want to do the AFC North? So yeah, Balt- let's start off AFC. Baltimore, Dobbins and Edwards are free agents. Keaton Mitchell's coming off an ACL injury. They are going to be the team that in the draft, if they draft a running back in the second or third round, that draft stock is going to go way up. And I don't, think they're gonna, Henry. <laughs> I don't think they're going to pay a free agent running back. It's just not their style, to yeah, be honest. And they, they got Lamar's contract probably bumping up year by year. So, And, and, yes. I, and I think they got to worry about Bateman, who's got that. And OBJ was only a one-year deal? He was only a one-year deal. Okay, so they'll, so they'll be able to save money moving on from him. Yep. And they got to worry about likely. They got they got some players they got to worry about. Linderbaum. Yeah, and the, and the, the defense, the defensive tackle there, who had the awesome year, um, he's going to be a free agent. No, at a bouquet. Oh yeah, like yeah. little, little they Aaron Donald him. is what they call him. Who? Yeah, plays they're, they're like going to sign him big money. So yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens draft a running back uh, and don't go big into the free agent 
market there. Uh, Pittsburgh seems pretty set with Najee Harris and Jalen Warden. Warden? Warren? Warren? Uh, so I think they're good at, you know, maybe they draft a guy late, but I'm not. Arthur Smith, that, who knows? <laughs> I don't think that backfield really changes. Uh, and then you've got Cincinnati. We talked about Joe Mixon. And then, you know, the key back up there is Chase Brown, who a lot of people love. I love because he just has that extra juice. So price is getting up there. It is. It's almost to the pivot where it's like uh, almost kind of a sell, maybe. Yeah. Depending on who you're talking to. Somebody but... listen to JJ. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I always listen to JJ. Um, yeah, but same here. Cincinnati, if Joe stays, you know, he's a really good candidate for a win now team because he's not going to cost you a lot and he's going to be productive. He was the RB five this past year. And I know he had a big game that skewed a lot of that. Um, and then Cleveland, you've got the injury to Nick Chubb. Kareem hunt is also a free agent. And then you have Jerome Ford, who I like a lot, um, which JJ didn't like um, going back to that. But I like Jerome Ford quite a bit. He can handle a three down workload if they needed him to. And they also did trade for Pierre strong. So we don't want to forget about him as well. Pierre strong. Um, Pierre strong hand. So uh, a little bit of shiftiness in the North. Definitely Baltimore would be the team um, that if they draft a running back, like I said, it's going to be a huge, huge benefit. Which um, I feel Keaton Mitchell. I know he had that injury, but man, if he can recover, he's got an opening again and they really like him like that. I know they're talking about him and I still think he's a, he's a buy. Like, I think what, they, I think they might bring back sure. I think they might bring back Dobbins on the yeah, cheap. Yeah, I agree. Actually. A one year prove it deal, yeah. and see what you got. Um, do we want to just go all AFC or just go north? Let's AFC go. Let's go north, 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 <laughs> north, north. Uh, so north, we'll go with Detroit. They're all set. They're, they're not. Set. I don't think they're, they're, they're not going to do anything. They got Montgomery and Gibbs. They'll be fine. Um, you look at Green Bay. Now this is a big one. AJ Dillon's a free agent. We all know Aaron Jones is getting up there. The thing about Green Bay is they don't need to draft receiver. They don't need to draft tight end. They don't need a quarterback. Offensive line's in pretty good yeah, shape. They, they I would could not use an be, offensive line. I would not be surprised if they draft a running back in the second or third round. And that particular running back, maybe it's a Jonathan Brooks from Texas, and he sits for one year behind Jones or until he's healthy because he's coming off an ACL. If Jonathan Brooks goes to Green Bay, he will get into the first round of your Superflex drafts. I he's guarantee an, it. He's an Aaron Jones type player, like but bigger and stronger. Yeah, I mean, six foot, two hundred seven. Yeah, a little, little, little taller, but yeah, Jones is shiftier and faster. But Brooks has a little bit more beef to his game. Brooks also is only twenty years old. He's a very young running back coming off a major injury, though. So you gotta look at that. So yeah, but I, ACLs aren't like uh, they don't do them like they used that's to. True. They, they recover pretty quickly nowadays. That's true. Now so. I could see Green Bay. Depending on what Jordan Love's contract looks like, I could see them dipping their toes into a Saquon Barkley because they did look into him when he was available for trade. I could see them looking at Barkley, maybe even a Tony Pollard, uh, but I think they'd go for power. Maybe we see a Zeke go there just to kind of be that power to Aaron Jones' thunder. Um, Maybe they go a veteran like that. Yeah, again... If they draft a running back, that running back stock is going to go up quite a bit um, with ADP in the rookie drafts. I feel like and then we got- trades like Tyler Algier could be a trade to a team like a Green Bay. Like, I mean, with Arthur Smith no longer there and they, you know, they don't need to do the 50 50 thing. That's oh, yeah. And completely possible. coming from the Rams, I feel like they're going to want Bijan just to be there. I mean, Cordero Patterson is a free agent, too. So, I mean, they could just roll with Algier and Bijan and don't have to worry about CPAT. Uh, let's yep. move on to the other two teams in the North. You've got the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you know, their backfield, 
They traded for Cam Akers. He's a free agent, also suffered another Achilles injury, so we don't know what his future looks like. Alexander Madison underperformed, and Ty Chandler looked great down the stretch. This is a team that I think, again, either invests in the draft or free agency. Now, they're not going to have the money to spend. If they want to re-sign Kirk Cousins, yep. they want to yeah. sign Justin Jefferson long-term, they're not going to be able to sign a Derrick Henry or a Saquon. It's going to be one of those lower-level running back types um, that they sign. So this is a spot where I think they could draft a running back you know, in the, in the rounds three to five, and that running back could have a potential of um, getting some touches during the season, especially with injuries. Can I tell you my worries with Minnesota? Sure. They can't resign Cousins. They can't trade up in the draft. Jefferson, like they have to settle for a bad quarterback. Jefferson becomes unhappy and demands a trade, and then they trade Jefferson. Like they would get a lot for Jefferson, but they need him. Like he is. There's been a lot of um, chatter about the Patriots trading the three pick and a bunch of stuff for Jefferson, which would be interesting. I don't know. It'd be crazy for the Patriots to do that, but <laughs> I mean, that's what I said. I was like, why wouldn't you just draft Marv? Yeah, that or draft that. a like, I don't know a quarterback, quarterback? that you need, <laughs> like nah, back in it. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting with the whole Minnesota situation, but I do think they look at running back. I will. I feel like Tony Pollard would be a perfect fit for this offense. Like just like speed on turf. Um, it's a zone read scheme. It's a, it's a McVay Shanahan style scheme where running backs like that have succeeded a ton, a smaller agile, but just bursty type running backs. Yeah. I could see Pollard doing very well in Minnesota. So if that's the case, I, I really like Pollard. All right. That's interesting. Now, the last team in the North, in the NFC North, is the Chicago Bears, who rolled out a combination of Khalil Herbert, who I personal favorite of me, Donta Foreman, and then Roshan Johnson, who a lot of people, you know, if you consume content this time this time of year, a lot of people are like buy low candidates. And Roshan Johnson is one of them. Um, I personally, I think Khalil Herbert is the most talented running back in that backfield. But this is another spot where the Bears have salary cap. You know, they're probably going to draft Caleb Williams number one. They have the number nine pick. So maybe they get a neighbors or a Roma Dunze or they work on that offensive line. I wouldn't be surprised if they were a team that was in on one of these running backs to really go all in. You know, if you put a Saquon in Chicago with Caleb, you've got DJ Moore. They draft Malik neighbors. You have Cole Komet. All of a sudden that offense is like, oh, hi there. And the Bears haven't had an elite offense in, uh, ever i mean when brandon marshall and jeffrey were there and matt forte they were pretty good but they also had like jay cutler so whatever um so i think this is a very very interesting landing spot um for a running back either in free agency or the draft in chicago no i agree and i feel like jacobs is a player for chicago he's good pass blocker he's good in the pass game he'd fit perfect there which is interesting because Montgomery and Jacobs were drafted the same year. They could have just held on to Montgomery, but in my opinion, they'll probably end up paying for running back and they could have got Montgomery cheaper. That is very, very true. So it's weird how that works sometimes. Let's move to the, uh, let's move to the East and start with, let's go to the AFC. Let's go with the, uh, the Miami dolphins. Raheem Mostert obviously has the, he's the biggest surprise of the fantasy season. In my opinion, 20 touchdowns. He's 31 years old. And then we saw Devin Achan, and he he's RB6 in DLF startups, by the way. Uh, no no thanks. But anyway, they have Jeff Wilson still there, Christopher Brooks, if you want to get you know deep. But um, for me, the Dolphins is, 
I'm not investing in ATN at that price. And Mostert yeah. has one flash year and done all written all over him. To be 31 years old, he finally stayed relatively healthy. I don't know what this backfield looks like next year. I don't think that they think that A-Chan can be a guy that handles the ball 15 times a game because every time he touches it 10 times a game, he gets hurt. I don't think he needs to, but he's going to be I don't be think stre- he does either. He's going to be streaky. He's going to be Tony Pollard-esque. You remember Tony Pollard, not this, this year, but the year well, before that year. with Zeke, yeah. where you had production, but there was also games where it was like, oh, I got six, seven points. Then you had game where it's like, oh my God, I had 28 points and he won me the week. That's mm-hmm. A-Chan in a nutshell. So for me, if you have A-Chan and you have the deal to get out from under him for the price, go for it. Because yeah. you know me, I don't want to hang out to running backs. Like I I have a league that's kind of semi-restarting and I have A-Chan I can trade him for first. And I'm debating on it just because then I can, because we're only taking eight players. So draft picks don't yeah, count I, in those I don't think players. A-Chan's price can get any higher than it is no no and so if, if you can get like say somebody's like i'm in a championship window and i have pick 103 or 104 105 like anything in that range i am snatching up like if i could go brock bow well i don't know about brock bowers but if i could go a dunze neighbors anything like that i think i would pull the trigger like i get yeah. a chance yeah with a chance it's just a matter of like the size the speed's great the upside's great but I don't think he's ever going to get richer here in Dynasty. So let's move on to the Buffalo Bills. You froze up there a bit. Uh, let's move on to the Buffalo Bills. So they've got James Cook, who was, uh, you know, the fourth most rushing yards in the league last year. They've got some free agents. Damian Harris, who unfortunately suffered an injury and never got back on the field. I do like Damian Harris as a player. I think he's just a solid NFL back. They've got Latavius Murray is also a free agent for them as well. They signed Leonard Fournette for a little bit and then let him go before the playoffs. So I, I see them making a move at running back. I could see them adding a big-bodied guy to pair with James Cook, whether it's in free agency or through the draft. But are you? I know you're the one of the biggest James Cook guys I know. Are you at the point where you're pivoting off of James Cook now? Yes, which is sad, but I just think he's peak. He, he's definitely peaked. His price has peaked. Um, now we saw this offense kind of go away from the pass game and go towards the running game with Joe Brady, and he is re-signed as offensive coordinator. Now, I think yep. James Cook should be okay for a couple more years, but I think his price is definitely capped. He's 24. He's coming off a, a career year for him, and the offense looks like it's going to get better, but is that the case? Are they going to add another receiver? Is Diggs actually going to stay or leave? There's many questions with this offense. They've yep. got to figure out the cap as well because they are feeling it. So for me, I think it's like we're at that point where with running backs, if you get that two to three year window, like Rich Dotson always says, which a lot of people say, now is probably the time to get out for a first, a first plus, maybe get that a J.K. Dobbins plus a first, get that low key running back that's kind of hidden underneath. You're not quite sure what you're going to get out of it, but there's some like Ty Chandler, like say he becomes Juba a, Hubbard, Juba Hubbard. Uh, like stuff like that. A solid like, player. Yes. And, and I'm not yeah. talking about like a late first. Go for the mid first because you want to yeah. get that for sure hit. But yeah, James Cook, I think we're at the point where you got to start looking, seeing what you can get for him because you got to keep turning those running backs at the right time. Yeah. Before we move on to the Jets, shout out to RJ in the chat. Says he just came across the channel. He's really enjoying the content. Cheers from California. So cheers to you, that's my friend. Canada. <laughs> Canada. How do you know that's well, not we California? Just lost him. I mean, we're pretty much neighbors, RJ. 
uh, Minnesota I'm, here. How are you? Canada. Oh. So the neighbor to the north, if you will. Damn, All right, let's Rhode move Islanders on to the Jets. Doesn't know there. <laughs> <laughs> that Brees Hall is the dude um, finished very, very strong over 1500 yards from scrimmage, seemingly out of nowhere. Um, but he was awesome at the end of the year. Next year, he'll be coming the second year off the ACL. I Which expect is when they explode. Yeah. I expect not the ACLs, but the players. Um, yes. I expect um, Aaron Rodgers to only help Brees Hall's fantasy uh, stock. Uh, you know, they went through some transition behind Brees Hall. They, you know, they signed Dalvin Cook. They let him go. They traded or they let go Michael Carter, who looked really good with Arizona. So maybe the guy like in this backfield, we're talking like landscapes. Maybe I want some Is- Israel Abanacanda. Yes. Um, because you know what? If Brees Hall goes down, Abanacanda is kind of the next guy up. Unless, unless of course, they add a veteran or draft a rookie. But for now, you can get Abanacanda for, uh, what, a fourth down? Definitely Canada, he says. Nice. Um, so for me... That's the guy that uh, I want to try to get thrown into a deal if I can, just because you never know. And if you have the spot for him. I agree. And, and yeah, Brees, I mean, we don't really have to go into too much depth. But when it comes to running back, there's maybe three or four, possibly five running backs that you're just like, okay, I have him. I'm hanging on to him. Like, he is a certified stud. He's getting yep. every ounce of that backfield that you want. And he's young. So, except yep. McCaffrey's in there and he's not young, but I, I think he's on the fountain of youth. He might be the exception to the rule with that, that Christian McCaffrey. All right, let's yes. move on to the Patriots. Uh, we all know their lead back is Ramondre Stevenson, who started off a little bit slow, then started to pick up momentum, and then he got hurt. Um, and then Zeke Elliott took over. He's a free agent and and had some really productive games for the Pats down the stretch, you know, catching a lot of passes and looking pretty good. I thought Zeke still looked like he had juice. Um, so I think he definitely gets a job next year in the league. Just a solid NFL football player. He can block, he can catch, he can run the football. Just a good player. Um, you know, outside of that, we saw Kevin Harris get a little bit of run. I, I think no, he's thanks. just a I think he's just a guy. Um, you know, they they re- they signed Keyshawn Vaughn to the practice squad. Where's my boy Robbie Jeffries at? Um that's Tim a, Keller. That's a, Those that's two. a poke at him. Uh, so I think the Patriots, I, I don't think they're the type of team that goes after a free agent running back. I know they have the cap room. They have, I think, a hundred million dollars to spend. But I, they have so many needs. I just I don't see that. them. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Come down two tight Nelson ends. Nelson Aguilar, thirteen million a year. Hunter um, Henry, Jonu Smith. I don't want to talk about it. Jalen Mills. Uh, anywho, <laughs> so I, I think that they'll probably address the position through the draft, and that'll be exciting. Or, or they they get that Antonio Gibson guy who they can sign for maybe one year, four to five million dollars. And he compliments Ramondre Stevenson. I would love that. Um, so they're definitely a backfield to keep an eye on. So, you know, draft capital and who they pick. They're usually pretty decent at picking running backs. They're just not good at receivers. So let's hey, go Bill's to the gone. You never know. No, that is very true. Um, Crooked Commission says, do you see Dalvin Cook signing with an NFL team or do we see him move on to the XFL? I mean... He signed with the Ravens for their playoff run. So to me, there, there's still some interest, but I don't think he's ever going to be fantasy relevant again, yeah, even if he I had agree. the opportunity. And That's I hate it. that because I'm a I'm a Florida State guy. I love Dalvin Cook since he was a freshman at FSU, and he's been one of my favorite players to watch the footwork, the vision. But yeah, I think the days of Dalvin Cook being fantasy relevant, unfortunately, are uh, behind him. So yeah, he'll be, what, 28? Yeah, he'll be maybe. he'll be 28. He'll be on his fourth team. Like, uh, not not yep. good for uh, running backs in that situation. So let's get to the NFC East. Let's start with the Cowboys. We talked about like, a little. We don't have to spend too much time on them. Yeah. Pa- Pollard's a free agent. Dowd is a free agent. 
there's not too much else there and internally uh, on the cupboard when it comes to the Cowboys. So they're obviously going to draft or make a move. Now, if they draft a running back, say they draft a Braylon Allen out of Wisconsin, um, that's another that another team that drafts a running back that'll make a huge jump in our rookie ADP. Um, you could see guys, you know, if any of these, you know, highly regarded running backs go to the Cowboys, I think they'll be back end first round picks, if not a little bit higher, because someone will fall and I'm someone that. will fall for it. Um, so let's let's move on from the Cowboys. Let's get to the Eagles because they have some free agents as well. DeAndre Swift is a free agent who we keep forgetting about him. Like, yeah, he had, a, <laughs> he had a career year, DeAndre Swift. I mean, that could be a guy that goes to the Cowboys. You never know. He um, could be a Raven. I could see that. Playing in the same offense, kind of the pistol style yeah, running quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I was mad that like a lot of teams didn't trade for DeAndre Swift. And then he has a he has his best year of his career um, for the Eagles last year. You know, they're going to have Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, Rashad Penny's a free agent. <laughs> oh, if you fell no. for that crap again last year, don't fall for it ever again. He's going to happen one more time. They signed him, and he was he played in what two games, I think, and he was inactive think, the rest of think, the season. It was bad. I think he got snapped, like Thanos snapped. He was one of them. We yeah, just that's didn't the know. If that penny gets dropped, you don't pick it up, even you if it's, even it if up. it's even if it's uh, for good luck, you don't touch it. Um, so the Eagles could be a player here uh, as well in free agency or the draft. You know, they could bring back Swift. He was a good fit for them, and he performed well. So it I wouldn't cost be surprised. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised if Swift were to go back to the to the Eagles. I think that they were pretty happy with his play. Um, you know, he played more consistently than he ever did with Detroit. And maybe that was a coaching thing. So the confidence behind it, um, let's move on to the giants. We talked about Barkley being a free agent. I know a lot of people have been talking up, you know, if you want to sleep or pick up Eric gray, um, who will go be going into his second season, you know, they're pretty thin on the depth chart too. Matt Breda, who's a free agent was there last year. I, yeah. Um, I feel like they're going to try their hardest to keep Barkley. Probably. Especially if they add like uh if they add an offensive piece at six, like if they draft neighbors at six, I think they're gonna try they're gonna need to score points in that division with the Cowboys and Eagles. So for me, you try to get Barkley back. Maybe they pay him Jonathan Taylor money and that's what gets it done. What about Jonathan Taylor Thomas money? I'm talking home improvement money. I mean, is he still getting checks from syndication for home improvement? And uh what was that other move what was that movie they was in with the the monkeys? Was it Jungle to Jungle? He was in that with Tim Allen. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he was in another monkey movie. Coming home for Christmas. Is that Ups one? Checks in or something. I don't even know. <laughs> he was hot know. on the streets for a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so the Giants, they're obviously going to make some moves as well. But I think you're right. I think they'll try to get Barkley back. I think um, they're the there. most interesting team this offseason when it comes to what weapons they land. Because they're not going anywhere from Daniel Jones. He's going to be no. there. And I, I think Daniel Jones kind of. I think he gets a pass because he, he was playing injured. That offensive line was demolished with injuries. They were, they were bad. And the and receiving room was not super healthy either. It, it was not healthy. And Darren Waller is toast. Darren Waller was unhealthy and also ungood. Wandale didn't play a lot of the season. Yeah, so I, I think this Giants team gets a, a mulligan for this year. Okay. And I, I think they're going to be interesting. A lot of maybe possible buys in, in Dynasty. I can agree with that. Let's get on to the Washington Commanders. We talked about Antonio Gibson being a free agent. Brian Robinson Jr., breakout season. Who saw active, that coming? In, active in the passing game. Tough runner. Reliable. You know, Lunch Chris, Rod Chris Rodriguez <laughs> showed up at the end of the season and looked pretty good as well. So I don't think Antonio Gibson is going to be back 
um, to the Washington Commanders. I think they'll roll with Robinson Rodriguez, and they're and they're a team that will probably draft a guy. They have other needs. I don't think they spent free agency money on a big splashy guy um, because I think they're happy with Robinson Jr. and Rodriguez, and they'll add someone in throughout a the speed draft. Speed guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, what would you think about like a Bucky Irving? Going to Washington. Yeah. Like if you look at Dan Quinn's history, Atlanta, they had uh Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman as oh, the one two punch. Yeah. Yep. And then with the Cowboys they had Zeke and Tony Pollard. Maybe look for Tony Pollard to join Washington. Yeah, that's a, that's another uh that the dots could connect there. And I think Washington is in pretty good shape with the cap as well. So they've yeah. got some money to spend. All right, let's move to the you want to do south or west? Let's go west. Let's go to the West Coast. All right, let's start with the AFC West. Let's start with the Super Bowl champion, Kansas yes. City Chiefs. Isaiah Pacheco's the guy. and They they love him. They went but... back to him after the fumble in the Super Bowl. They didn't give any other running back a carry, I don't think. Clyde. Clyde, I think. Had he one. got one. So, to me, even after the fumble, they still went with Pacheco. Now, do they bring someone in or draft yes. somebody? For sure. You know, I don't think they're going to they, – they're not in a position to sign anybody big in free agency Swift. either. This could be a Swift. They they right their wrongs. They bring them in. <laughs> Maybe. They need, a, they need receiving help, though. So I think it'll be interesting because Pacheco, you know, everyone has been like he's a seventh-round rookie. Sell, 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 sell. Yeah. He is who he is. At this point, you can't. Like, I mean, you can sell him for sure, but like – it looks like this is two years in a row now that he's produced. He's outproduced his ADP in both years. So to me, he showed that he can handle 20 touches a game. So the issue is injury. He is a tough nose runner. He's hurt a shoulder a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. This could be a lingering injury. I think right now is probably the time to get out because you're going to look at this whole offseason as he's an, he's a an low-end RB1, high-end RB2. He's going to get volume in the pass game. And that's what everybody's going to look at. And then all of a sudden... He gets hurt. The backup comes in. Something happens. Who knows? But he's at the point as a running back where you got to look and be like, it could be time. To, yeah, to and, they're, and they're definitely going to make some moves there. McKinnon and Clyde Hilaire are both um, free agents. Keep an eye on the name Daenerick Prince. I know he got a lot of hype in camp, and then he wasn't really active. Um, but he's a, a lot of the beat writers in Kansas City liked him. I stashed him in a bunch of leagues uh, on my taxi. Because you never know. And, like, you know, maybe Prince ends up being active on game days. And, you know, like we said, Pacheco gets hurt. And then all of a sudden, you've got a Kansas City Chief running back that's getting touches in in fantasy. That's a good thing. So let's move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. We talked about Josh Jacobs being a free agent. But you know what? Zamir White looked really, really good at the end of the season. Very shocking. He started running like he did in Georgia. And people forget, this guy was the number one recruit of his high school class. This guy was the cream of the crop. Just two ACL injuries in a row at Georgia. And it looks like he's finally settling in. And um, I'm not buying it. <laughs> so yeah, all that in his, in his rookie year, he looked pretty lost. Yeah. Um, and then this year, he comes in, you know, he single-handedly, I don't want to say single-handedly, but a large part was his performance that beat the chiefs on Christmas day. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess I'd buy at the right price for Zamir white, but again, this is a team that could add through the draft or free agency. I don't know if they think he's going to be the guy, but again, it's a pretty empty depth chart. Amir Abdullah is a free agent, you know, Brandon Bolden, like there's nobody really after white uh, unless they resign Jacobs and they, and they could like Jacobs is a good, good running back. He led the league in rushing just, you know, not now two years ago. Um, 
and even then, like when he was hurt, he still finished, I think, as like an as like a top 12 or top 14 running back. Um, he was having a good what, year until he got hurt. I think with him, it's one of those things where the coach might want to resign, but it makes more sense as a franchise to not sign him because they got other needs. They got other things they got to hit. So yep. as much as Pierce may want to sign him and he said that, maybe the GM goes up to him and is like, hey, like we can't do that. We can't do yep. that as a team. It doesn't make sense. Yep. Let's move on to the Denver Broncos. What are we doing with Javante? I really, really like him, and I really think that something's going to happen. But everything started to look good towards the end of the season. Everything's starting to point towards Sarah McLaughlin's son. I'll remember him. <laughs> Jaleel sure. McLaughlin. Uh, no, I, I still think Javante has a chance. But he we went over this for our last chance players. This is it. If he doesn't do it this year... Uh, I'm probably out, and I'm sure the Broncos would be out too. But mm-hmm. he had a, he had a pretty bad injury, and we are looking a year after that. So hopefully that he gets his. You know, I, I think he was kind of playing a little out of shape too. He didn't look like he had the explosiveness. Um, Especially in the with, beginning of the season, wasn't playing with confidence. And I think, like you said, as the season went, you started to see that. Like, okay, I'm just going in head first, and then nope, not there, not in that hole. Juked you a little bit. Like we started seeing that a little more. What we saw at North Carolina. So yeah. I still think Javante's a buy. We bought a little too soon, Doug. I think you can get him for a second right now, and I yeah. would buy at that price. Yeah, and Jaleel McLaughlin, if um if P. Ryan ends up getting released or whatever, I think between Javante and Jaleel could be one of the more fun backfields in the NFL because McLaughlin is the guy that has the juice and the explosion that just Javante didn't have last year. So I'm trying to invest in McLaughlin if I can, getting him for a later pick or in a deal, uh, I'm perfectly okay with that. And then the last team in the West, they've got a whole new front office, a whole new coaching staff. It's the Chargers. This is another one of those spots, just like the Cowboys or the Ravens, where if a rookie running back lands here, it's going to be good for them. Um, you know, Jim Harbaugh is the coach. Obviously, the oh, yeah. dots connect. Maybe they draft Corum. Maybe he's the guy. I think they're going to run the ball a lot, regardless of who the running back is. So, again... Whoever lands here, whether it's free agency or uh, through the draft, is going to get a huge boost with the Chargers. Now, I don't think Josh Kelly's the guy. No. Is Isaiah Spiller ever going to be no. a thing? Probably not. <laughs> so, to me, they're definitely bringing someone in here. I, I am going to. I, 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 I want to put money down. Eckler goes on a cheap deal, one-year deal, maybe two. Plays out so. plays out the contract retires. I think Eckler wants to stay. And I think, I, I honestly, I don't think he's going to get the full workload. I can't see that. Michigan split the carries. We saw that. I think that's what it's going to be like. They're going to find a running back that's tough between the tackles. And uh, I, I think Eckler becomes the role he started off as, as the pass-catching role, becomes healthy. I think he had a high ankle sprain. Like, that is tough. And he came back way too soon, and it was noticeable. So I think Eckler, as much as people do, don't want anything to do with him, <clears throat> Doug. But I think you should look into it. If the price is right. I would like to see Trey Benson go to the Chargers. To, if Eckler returns, Eckler and Benson be dangerous. Would, be, would, be, <laughs> would be fun. Yes. Because Benson is all is a very good pass catcher as well, but he's got that juice and that spark, and he runs it's tough. Huge. That could be that could be a fun landing spot for Trey Benson yeah. and Donalds. Well, probably like one of the only ones I like because I'm not on Trey Benson. Sorry. No, sorry, Fair. but no, I, I, there's reasons why I get it. Uh, so let's move to the NFC West. 
And uh, let's start with Seattle because I think, um, you know, everyone loves Ken Walker. You know, he's exciting. And uh, a lot of us like Zach Charbonnet quite a bit. And I think he's one of the running backs that we talk about today that I'm trying to acquire while his price is yep. relatively low. I mean, you probably have to give up, uh, what, mid to late second in this class to I, get Charbonnet? I think early second, personally. So I, still, I think the person who drafted him is the person who liked him. Likes him. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But, you know... Like I was, I really like Ken Walker. I think we're I'm officially sliding away from Ken Walker. And earlier on last season, it I don't know what it is. It could just be the sixth sense that is inside of you. I felt that with Charbonnet, like mid- midway through the season, I'm like, he is a buy. I need to go out and get Charbonnet. Like he's mm-hmm. going to just fly up in value anytime now, and he didn't. But I do still feel like that is happening. It's going to happen. We got a new coaching staff. We got a guy from Baltimore coming in, guy from Alabama as OC coming in. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got the Baltimore philosophy. They like to share the and run the ball. I think Charbonnet is the running back you want, and Ken Walker. I think me personally, if I'm the if I'm the Seahawks, Ken Walker 15 carries, Charbonnet 15 touches, and I think they need to split it because I don't think Ken Walker can survive off 20 plus carries. He's not. He's shown he can't. So yeah. for me, it's going to be based off of maybe Charbonnet's the kind of ground and pound, get him get him tired. Then Ken Walker comes in and has that massive 60, 70 yard run, yeah. which Charbonnet can still do because Charbonnet still has good speed. So yeah, I, I agree with that. I like I like Charbonnet as a buy quite a bit. Now, other teams in the NFC West, you know, I think Arizona is an interesting one. Um, you know, James Conner has an awesome season you know, all things considered, I think he's going to be the guy going in next year. I really liked what Michael Carter did in that offense as well, but this is a, a team, you know, you've got James Connor. I think he's in the last year of his deal. He's getting up there in age and uh, Michael Carter was, they added him as a free agent. So they, they're not committed to him in any way. We saw uh DeMarcado in his rookie season be fantasy relevant for a few weeks. Uh, I don't know if there's any long-term juice with him. I think it's Carter and Connor. I think it is too, but I also think that they're going to draft someone. They're going to draft, yeah a player. Um, and, and again, it could be that, that fast running back. We talked about Bucky Irving earlier. Um, you know, that smaller fast twitch Maybe guy Pollard. Yeah. I mean, especially if they add Marv and they really work on this offense, the, the offense could use a guy with a little bit of juice. So, uh, you know, I think they're in the market for that kind of player for sure. I really, um, I, I'm really interested in Arizona's offense as a whole coming into 2024. Cause I, I think Kyler's going to have a massive season. Let's talk Niners. Not too much to talk there. CMC yeah. is the bee's knees. Now, if CMC ever got hurt, Elijah Mitchell has shown to be capable, but he gets injured a lot. Yes. I would actually be interested in Jordan Mason. Like, I think the the coaching staff loves Jordan Mason. You can get him for dirt cheap. You mean Brandon and, Bolden 2.0? Um, I, no, he's more than that. I, I mean, they, they spent third-round draft capital on Ty Davis Price, who's gonna Who? be out of the league yeah <laughs> they're just not good at drafting running backs like in the third round that's why they traded joe williams they pounded the table for him and oh he was God, out of the league in name. like two years yeah trey sermon um, trey sermon is another one uh, yeah so for me jordan mason is a, is a deep cut and a deep ad um from the niners roster but i think the most interesting backfield in the nfc west has to go to the rams kyron williams I'm is the hot in. topic you're all in all right He's um, top they, five. I, you know, I don't disagree <laughs> with you. I would not put it past them 
to draft a running back, however, because outside of him, it was Royce Freeman. It was Ronnie Rivers in a, in a bag of balloons. No, they have a, a six-round rookie pick. Oh, Zach Evans? I, I still think in the shadows, there's a chance he could get some playing time. I mean, he didn't get any playing time this year, and when Kyron was out, they were they were rolling with Royce Freeman. He got some. He got some touches. Uh, okay. I so you're in me, on Kyron though. I I think Kyron is legit. I think Kyron is a guy that is going to be two, three more years of just amazing okay. production. And I see it. I, in a league, I mean, I I traded for that production. I gave up Travis Etienne to go get a Kyron. And I thought to myself, I'm actually getting the value here because Kyron, I think, will score more than Etienne. He's going to have the touchdowns. The offense is going to be better. And I do think that you're going to see him more the involved. Line in the line is pa- really good. Yeah. And the pa- like, that's the thing. Like, you, you stayed it went after from the, the worst. One the su- yeah. To, the, to one of the best. It was crazy. After the Super Bowl. Like, and that's Big Vay as a, as, a, as a player. And I know they have a really good offensive line coach. But yeah, I, I really think Kyron is going to shine and wherever I sold him you dug in a league and UDPL I am absolutely kicking myself in the whole face all the face my my massive nose I am just destroying my face because I'm so mad I my did champion that. my championship thanks you Tyler thank you so much. uh checks in the mail right <laughs> for sure <laughs> All right, let's move on to the AFC South. Let's start with the Titans because, you know, the number one player that I see at the running back position that everyone's like, go buy, go buy, go buy, go buy. And I don't disagree with it, but the price is getting up there. And it's Todd yeah. Spears. He looked awesome in his rookie year, you know, complimenting Derrick Henry active in the passing game. He was able to break tackles. Yards after contact was good. Spears should be the dude. But again, they're going to be one of these teams that add somebody. Derrick Henry pretty much said farewell, so I don't think there's any chance of him coming back um, at this yeah, point. And they, coach, new... and they don't have anything on that depth chart behind Tajay Spears right now. So they're going to bring in a rookie or two or maybe a lower-level free agent. Uh, what would you give up for Tajay Spears right now? So I was thinking about that as you are talking, and I think I would have him above any running back in this class. Okay. So if Late I'm first? looking... Late first, early second. If I'm sitting on the clock and like say I'm not interested in any receivers, um, maybe Troy Franklin isn't your jam, and you're just like, ah, I I don't trust him. Maybe then trade the pick for Otaje Spears. Let somebody else take that player. And yeah. uh, like honestly, if like JJ McCarthy's still there, I'm taking McCarthy over Spears because quarterback over everything. Yeah. But other than that, I think once he's off the table, yeah, uh, I'll trade for Tajay <laughs> Spears a late first. Yeah, I agree with that. Late first, early second, based on where your roster is, I think trade, makes a lot of sense. Trade A-Chan for Spears in a first, because that's where the value's at with those guys. I would do that in a heartbeat, actually. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm not sold on A-Chan, as we talked about earlier. All right, let's move on to the Colts. They signed Jonathan Taylor to a long-term deal, so he's going to be the dude. Zach Moss, who uh, looked really good, crazy Could enough. Be on the move. He's going to be a free agent. I wouldn't be... Maybe he goes to Green Bay and replaces A.J. Dillon. That's actually that's- a good call. That just seems to make sense to me, like yeah. in my head. Like, which is which is weird to say because I did not like Zach Moss, but he is better than AJ Dillon. I did not like him either, but he, you know, he's not going to get huge money. Like, he might get like five to six million if that. Like, yeah, I could see. Yeah, that. um, you know, other he's guys, a Raven. <laughs> ooh, and he does seem like a Raven. He plays like a Raven. Yeah. Oh my God, we just made it happen. Oh, damn it all! <laughs> what have we done? 
Uh, you know, they have Tyler Goodson on that roster who showed a little bit. And then Evan Hall, who never got an opportunity to do, to really show anything. But we know he's one of the toughest runners in this draft class last year. He's got great hands. He was the best pass catching running back out of the draft. He's a guy that I want to add on my rosters. You know, Tyler traded him to me in a deal that we just had. And I was like, yeah, I'll take Evan Hall because he's got the pass catching chops. And I could see that they're not going to want Jonathan Taylor to touch the ball 25 times a game. Even when he was healthy, he wasn't doing that. So for me, maybe it's a Taylor and Hull is the compliment um, going forward. And I'm willing to take uh, you know, him back in a deal or give up uh would you would you give up a late third for Evan Hall or is that yeah. too rich? No, I'd do that. Okay. So we're on the same page there. So Evan Hull is the guy that I like that you can go out and acquire now. Um, you know, and, and if he survives the draft, that's awesome. That's, yeah, he that's scored like 15 want. touchdowns in the combine last year. He just never stopped running. The dude's <laughs> he got just a, didn't stop. Dude's got a motor on that guy. Lunch pail right. guy. Hard worker. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. Let's move to Jacksonville Jaguars. Travis Etienne finished as a top five running back. And it was a weird year running back. So it didn't feel like he did because he, feel like down it. the stretch, he was not great. Um, you know, we ended up the last the game of the season. I think he had a good game. But up, up to that, he was kind of poor. Dearness Johnson is a free agent. Tank Bigsby, I think that experiment might be dust. I think they will try one more year. He just made a lot of mistakes that cost them. You know, yeah, balls fumbled. clanging off his hands, fumbles, missing assignments. Maybe he learns in the offseason. We don't know. Um, but he's a guy that, like, I know a lot of people. I mean, you were a big Tank Bigsby fan coming out of Auburn. Yep. J. Mike from the Dynasty Dummies, yeah. Yeah, I, I think with Jacksonville, they need to improve their offensive line, and I think that's going to be their focus in the offseason. Yeah. So I think Etienne's value, I think he's a hold right now. Um, you know, I think that offense could go up a little bit. It it underperformed last year. Let's put it that way. It's weird um, offense, as you can tell by the tone of our voice. Like we'll get in, we'll get in the receiver next week, but like Kelvin Ridley, if they don't if they sign him, Atlanta gets their second round pick. But if they don't sign him, Atlanta doesn't get their second round pick. So they win in that aspect, but they don't have Kelvin Ridley. <laughs> so that's Yeah. It's a double edged yeah. sword for them. Very interesting what Jacksonville is going to be all about. And then the last team in the South is the South champions, Houston Texans, who Devin Singletary is a free agent. I think they have to bring him back. I think he played so well for them last year that he's not he's not going to get top of the mark. He's not going to get nine, ten million dollars a year. He'll be somewhere in that like six to eight, I think. I think because, less. I mean, he could be less, but there also could be a lot of demand for him because he played so well last year. I mean, he He's made Damian Pierce irrelevant. <laughs> he feels like a and Patriot to me for some reason. He made he made Damian Pierce irrelevant. Yeah. Damian Pierce didn't touch the ball in the last in the second half of the season. He was a, a kickoff return specialist. Devin Singletary was the guy. Now, yep. if they don't re-sign Singletary and they draft a rookie running back, one of the guys we've talked about, forget about it. He's so, th that stock is going to go to the moon. I uh, I heard rumors that they might be interested in a Saquon Barkley. I've heard that too. They have because the money. They have the money. They have a rookie quarterback under contract for four more years, so they don't need to worry about that for four more yep. years. Well, Tyler froze up again, but yes, they don't have to worry about yeah the the, the oh there you are. The win now with Stroud at quarterback is they can afford to spend. They're going to have to extend Nico Collins at some yep. point. 20, um, 20 mil, probably. Probably. I mean, does Dalton Schultz come back? He was making 10 million. I don't think so. Hopefully they re-sign Brevin Jordan for a third of that price. Yep. That would be the move. Um, but And they and they stock up on defense. Yeah, Tank um, Dell, they don't have to worry about for a while. They got him. 
Yeah, so Barkley at what twelve mil a year uh, on a three year deal? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I like that. So that's going to be a backfield to keep an eye on too because they have um, a potential opening. But I think they they think they're going to prioritize bringing Singletary back because he was perfect for them. Just a yeah. great fit all the way around. All right, let's move on to our last division. We are going to talk the NFC South. Tyler, my mouth is getting dry, so please. Okay, you want me to take over? Okay. Atlanta Falcons, yeah, Bijan, Tyler Algier. I think Bijan is one of the top four running backs where if you have in Dynasty or even Fantasy, you don't have to worry about it. In this new system, it's going to be a Rams-type system, and we saw what Kyron did. Now think Kyron Williams, and then put put uh, Bijan into that offense, who is, you know, I'm not knocking Kyron, but Bijan's a lot more talented and gifted, so... Hopefully that pans out. Their offensive line is not bad in Atlanta either, so we could see that succeed. So, more. quick question. Yeah. Once we get closer to the rookie draft, what pick would it take to get Bijan? So, I think you're you're deciding between Marv or Bijan. Okay, so one, two, one, three, one, four. Yep. Now, I I think Marv is going to be a top three dynasty wide receiver right off the bat. Like we're yeah. we're talking CD Lamb then Marv. I uh, like it's going to be insane, but it could it be worth it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, wide receivers are worth more in dynasties. So you're looking at B. John as, as a running back who I think has lasting power at the position because of his style of play. Yep. But yeah, um, I think that's the pick you're going to have to give. Okay. I would, I would maybe like uh, if you're, if you're set at quarterback, maybe you could give up two or three. Okay. I just wanted your opinion on that. Okay. Uh, let's go to Tampa Bay. We got uh, Rashad White who had a fantastic year, but mm. you know how you know my feelings personally on him. Doug, I'm not sure how you feel about Rashad White, but uh, coming from the offense, the, I, they got a new OC coming in, but I think they stayed in-house, if I, I can remember. I believe so, yeah. yeah. So um, maybe things stay the same. Hopefully Baker comes back for them. If and... Baker's back, I feel good about Rashad White. If it's a different quarterback... I heard rumors Baker to Atlanta. I would be. I mean, wheels up for Drake London. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like please. the new Mike Evans, right? Yes. Um. So yeah, uh, there's that. Um. Let's go to Carolina. They have uh Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard. Miles Sanders played horribly, but he was injured with a ankle. So hopefully that was just injury related. They did pay him, so maybe they give him a second chance mm-hmm. with this new offense. We're talking about Tampa Bay. They brought over the OC from Tampa Bay to Carolina. So maybe David we Canales. see. Maybe we see resurgence there from Miles Sanders. He's really cheap right now. Nobody wants him. Nobody I mean, likes Chuba, him. Chuba Hubbard's pretty cheap too. He's just a solid option. They both are. And yeah. honestly, this could matter nothing because the offensive line played like crap. And if yeah. the offensive line keeps playing like they did, that number six pick at offensive tackle that they had that played lights out rookie year and then sucked this previous year. Hopefully it's just an Anthony Thomas type type career path. So um yeah, that they got a lot they need to fix. Mm-hmm. And then the last team we will go over is the New Orleans Saints. They got Alvin Kamara for now and Kendra Miller, who is everybody's favorite sleeper. Who uh Doug Jamal I don't Williams think is, still there. Oh. is he? Yeah, did he sign three year? I think so. Okay. So yeah, um yeah, we're we're sitting here. Kendra Miller, everybody's favorite sleeper. Um, no, we do not hate him anymore. I still think he will be never, on the rise. We never did hate him. It was no. just a joke. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I do think Kendra has a decent season, and I would not be shocked if Kamara is still on the team. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked either. I mean, Kamara missed three games and he was a top ten running back last year. He's still he's still good. I just don't like Derek Carr. So I do not this, either. This team is very the Saints are gonna be interesting as well. I don't think Michael Thomas is back. Uh, Rashid Shahid will be the number two. And oh, he's, I saw, a, he's a free agent. Is he? he I is. saw I saw a lot more than just a down the field guy from Rashid Shahid when he was playing. He's gonna he might be one of those free agents that gets twelve or thirteen million a year out of nowhere. I like can one see of that. these one of these teams is like we want this guy, field stretcher, solid player, and then overpays for him, like the Patriots when they drafted when they signed Algalore. Um it wouldn't surprise me if that was like one of the shocking uh signings is he gets over it overpaid. I mean, whatever. Um, you know, so that's interesting. I, yeah, I, think, I like I like Shahid. Same. So I think the running back position as a whole, I don't think it's in a crazy transition period. Like I think the like tight ends were last year when I was talking about this tight end class and how it could be transitioned um, from, you know, the, the youth movement taking out some of the olds. But I think this running back position with this draft, if you have a team that you have some needs at running back and you have Good luck. A, a pick <laughs> in the, if you have a pick in the second round, I think you're going to be able to get, some good players in the second and third rounds at the running back position, because although it doesn't have any, like I said, Gibbs or Bijans, I mean, there is at least five or six guys that I'm really interested in that, especially depending on where they land, um, could really increase their draft stock. So I think if it's, a, if you're in a, like for me in the UDPL, I'm good on a lot of positions, but running back isn't one of them. I've got the 201 and the 207. And depending on who's available, like I could do- double tap running back and feel pretty good about it. So like, here's I think- what I'm doing. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. I'm trading that pick for a running back. I'm trading for a proven commodity. Okay. Um, Like we talked about as, as Zach Charbonnet. Give me hit him over the 201 if I need a running back. Uh, see, I disagree with that. Uh, I think I'm- there's going to be running backs that land in certain spots that are going to be plumb at the 201. See, I think this class is what we saw with... um. What what class was that with uh, the Denver running back that was like a fifth round pick that got bumped up to the first round? Um, also the Your name, the name is escaping me. I yeah I think I think you know what I'm talking about though. You could see his face, and then it's also the who's the guy from Oregon that that came in and everybody was hyped on. He's like Royce a fourth Freeman. Round. Yes, like that class. Okay. Yeah, uh, we're we're looking at that class and. I think it's more of the same. There We've might talked about be, Royce Freeman way too much on this podcast. There might not be a running back drafted until the third round in this draft. I and, think there'll be at least a couple that go in the second. See, I don't think so. I don't think there's going to be wait a running the, back until wait the Wait for the combine. Fourth. A guy like Bucky Irving is going to ball out at the combine, and he'll go in the second round because he's that complimentary back. Everyone's going to be like, we want the next Devin Achan. Blah, see, blah, blah. With that... And the free agent class being as good as it is at running back. I, but no one wants to pay I, these guys, so draft a rookie. I think that I personally think the opposite's gonna happen, but we will see. I, I think we're looking at water bet a, that it will never get paid on. <laughs> <laughs> I long and short of it is, I think this is a solid group of running backs. I don't think it's as bad as everyone is letting on. They're like, it's a crappy class. Like, no, I think there's gonna be some good players in this class. So I am not dogging it whatsoever. I think if anything, because of the depth at quarterback wide receiver, it's going to push running back value down in Superflex League. So I'm going to be there to to scoop it up if I can, when I can. 
um, depending on the team uh, build that I have going on. So, Tyler, any last words about the running back landscape going into the free agency and the draft? Nope. I'm actually trying to find that Denver Broncos running back. It's Royce Freeman. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, oh, God. It's Royce Freeman, dude. He was I, like the 107 or 108 in drafts I that will, year. I will let you know. Well, let oh. me know when you dis- discover that it was Royce Freeman. So. Anyway, I wanted to give a shout out. I know we did a crappy job with sponsors this week, but I want to give a shout out to all of our sponsors. We've got Trophy Smack going on right now. If you haven't got your trophy for your league, please go and do so. And when you do that, when you get a trophy or a belt, use code DHHRING, get that $60 ring free at checkout. It's a great gift for yourself, for the high point scorer, whoever you want to give it to. It's Valentine's Day. Give them a nice ring, a championship ring. That's what I say. Uh, And happy Valentine's Day to all you guys out there as well, guys and gals and, and everybody. And check out Manscaped, also a great Valentine's Day gift. I know it won't come in time, but if you listen to this every week, you could have got your man the lawnmower, and it would have done awesome. Valentine's night would have been special. You know what? Maybe you got Father's Day, Mother's Day coming up. Use code DHH, save 20% on their products as of right now. And then last but not least, Underdog, the football season is over, but they've got all sorts of different ways to play daily fantasy on Underdog. Use code DHH and get up to $100 matched right away when you deposit that into your figured account. it out. Who is it? Devontae Booker. Denver Broncos. Oh, that's another one. Yeah. Out yeah, of Utah. The, yeah, fourth round pick. Late fourth round pick, 2016. That was one that everybody loved. That was a crappy class, though. Yep. That was a, a terrible class, just like this one. <laughs> it's no Bishop Sankey class. Oh, man. That might have been the worst running back class of all time. He we've was been doing like one oh, he's like one oh six, and people are like he could be something. Bishop Bishop Sankey was stanky. Nice. We that have to end on of, that. Oh. That might be one of the worst <laughs> dynasty picks ever. Tavon like Austin would like to say a, a word. John Ross, maybe. No, I don't know. There's been a lot of bad ones. Corey Coleman, anyone? He's <laughs> bad. Yeah, there's been a lot of buzz. We should do like a a fun pod one time with. Dynasty busts over the years. We can just cry about Leonte Carew and all the uh, all the lovely players that we Samaj P. Ryan over Alvin Kamara for me. There's some tough ones. Tavon Austin oh, yeah. over uh, DeAndre Hopkins. For... Yeah, yep. that's a rough. One. That was uh, that was tough. Yeah, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. But that might be a fun subject. But anyway, that's gonna wrap up our landscape for the running back position. He's been Tyler. I've been Doug. We'll be back next week to talk about the wide receiver landscape. This draft class is going to change some things. So make sure you tune in next week. Check into YouTube. Like and subscribe if you want to watch it on video. Download the podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. We would love that. Until next time, we're the Dynasty Happy Hour. 